the hacking sense of agency is actually huge、um, impact. But once we have、uh, some human computer integrated, oh, sorry, they, I think this is because of my computer disease. Oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah, that's, I, I can see that actually being very bad. The, this project is、um, imagine, imagining, like,、uh, not using multiple bodies at the same time for work. Welcome to an episode on the Estelle Ingenuity Podcast. I'm Steven Estelle, engineer, CEO, and founder of Estelle Ingenuity. In our episodes, we dive into different experiences from people who specialize in technology, entrepreneurship, and other necessary elements that will help you reach your full potential in these fields. We focus in on innovative devices that will be changing our society, stories from entrepreneurs and how they maneuver through the business landscape, and how these new technologies are being used in businesses to bring value to the world. From these stories, if you are inspired to develop your own inventions and prototypes and you want to see your innovative ideas flourish, reach out to us at estelleingenuity.com for your prototyping needs so together we can begin creating the new devices of the future. With that being said, enjoy the show, follow and subscribe to Estelle Ingenuity Podcast, and relish the wisdom from the topic you hear today. Let's say you accomplish the task. You have smooth switching and all the different tasks. Now, going into the industry perspective, where do you see that going? Yes,、yeah, so that's a good question because the, this project is、um, imagining, imagining like,、uh, not using multiple body at the same time for work. Right. For, for instance, like,、uh, because for instance, right now, The right now, like a much,、uh, autonomous driving car is very, you know, trying to, trying to,、um, possible, trying to be possible in the worldwide、mm-hmm. and then make it commercialized and also like a,、uh, implement into the society. But still, sometimes, the automatic driving, some accident or some like a, some, something happened, humans have to also help. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah, just naturally. Just, just not naturally. So, actually, it's many that autonomous driving system, like not like a Tesla, but more like for driving,、uh, providing some food for something or some delivery systems. Yeah, yeah. They're actually trying to use much robot, much delivery system, robot. But in some sense, pe- the human has to supervision. Huh. Many robots at the same time. So, so in this example, potentially, If there's one person controlling five automatic can, cars and he can, can just jump in whenever he needs yes, to. Yes, yes. So for,、uh, that, for that, we have to very quickly switch over, over the in, any, many different environments. Interesting. It has to be like seamlessly. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'm imagining like a person kind of just sitting in like a, I guess, a hypothetical video game car. Yeah. yeah. And then if they're just controlling like. Five delivery vehicles. Yeah, yeah, something like that. That would be crazy. Yeah, something great. But this is something like happened when we have some multiple, for instance, the telerobotics or virtual reality or something like other, like a robotics based on, you know, humanoid robot or something. Is, yeah. And then also in many, in Japan, actually, the, some like a delivery robot is actually deployed in the many restaurants. Okay, yeah, I've seen those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the idea. Right? So. <laughs> So, still, it's very autonomous. But I <laughs> imagine like we have many, many more, like for, it's not so much embodied, but if you have a more embodied 
Rob Weasel what arm and moving around. Yeah. And then, of course, this can be like a work as autonomous, autonomously, but also the remote person can jump into some, uh, uh, the robot body yeah. and do some task. Interesting. So the, I wonder, let me, or you just tell me if you see any overlap in this, but when I was doing my biomedical engineering internship, I was in Ohio at Cleveland Clinic very big hospital mm -hmm. and I was uh, spectating a surgery and one of the lead surgeons were using this machine mm -hmm. it's called the uh, da Vinci da Vinci yeah 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 and so yeah so for people who don't know the da Vinci is pretty much a surgeon would sit into this like uh, virtual reality uh, I don't I don't want to call it like a desk but they put their face in it and it's like a 3d and then they put their hands or their fingers into like 10 different knobs and they're essentially able to control this robot with like eight whatever different mm. devices you know fingers knives to do a surgery that has very minimum incisions so that the cut is not large um so i'm curious from your perspective mm -hmm. uh, when i was spectating these surgeons they had to of course, manually switch between like the different grippers and things to like cut and do incisions. I could see that being applied there because you can't naturally, unless it's like maybe like a puppet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of this kind of the yeah, that's kind of the the surgery explain uh, example is kind of best. I don't could be one way. Of mm. course, it's very, I mean, very important to regulation. It's a uh, many many regulation, but. I think like uh, those kinds of surgeon, the project is actually one of the possible application for multiple embodiment. Yeah. yeah. Like, we can also imagine like, one very hyper, hyper surgery, surgery, I mean, surgery person, I don't know how to oh, say Yeah, it. surgeon? Surgeon. Yeah. And then if, it, so not only the having one surgeon, uh, surgery at the same time, mm. we can also imagine like, having multiple surgery at the same time by switching over time. If we pulled it off, yeah, because yeah. is there a possibility of having, um, I think I saw an article about this during COVID, since everybody's working from home, mm -hmm. about surgeons working from home, mm -hmm. where hypothetically, if they have the Da Vinci in their house, and then the machine is in a hospital, oh, mm -hmm. maybe in another continent, and they're able to perform surgeries and maybe multiple surgeries, yeah. depending, or at least like overseeing mm -hmm. somebody, then they could just switch and change it over yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some kind of thing so yeah. the, that's of course the, is a, this is the example of surgery but uh, those kind of uh, example will uh, happen many fields mm -hmm. it's essentially uh, this idea is like a person who has a high skill high knowledge or yeah. something and but uh, those kinds of body is one so it's very limited into the one body yeah yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Okay. but if we can have martial body in the in different located even in the other other country or some dispersing the location yeah, we yeah, can yeah. also transfer the those ability to the many places at the same time i think that'd be very good yeah. so then there's no longer like oh you need to fly to this country yeah, for the yeah. best surgeon or yeah. you need to fly over here for the best kind yeah. of care same, same. that'll be good i think if we can normalize that i think that'll help the world yeah, yeah. I mean, it could also make people busier because it'll have people who want their 
craftsmanship and service <laughs> around the world. But no, I think that'd be interesting. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a point for like a um, this technology will also providing many how to say good distribution of the ability, yes, and also possibility. But at the same time, it makes people more busy. I don't know. It, it will make It'll people be, busy. The yeah. demand will rise because yeah. now it's. Open to the world and not just a select group of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So before I get into the next one, I want to ask: with this technology, if one person can potentially control many devices, mm -hmm. tools, mm -hmm. robots, whatever, do you feel like this will like remove jobs, or do you think it's going to just stay the same? Can Do you imagine anybody getting upset, like, "Oh, you're, we're losing our jobs because mm. now one person can control five robots"? And I, I don't know. <laughs> that's an interesting question. Um, um, that's a kind of similar question of the how the AI will take away the. Yeah, you know. yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, that's that's, really so that's many things happening on going on. But I, my, my, but I mean, I don't think like a, even those kind of situation happened. Mm. The, there are always some kind of uh, law is needed for work. So I don't think like uh, those technology will not take away all work or all jobs. Right. I guess. For instance, like, because I was just talking about the polarization, polarization of the body and also like, distribution of the, the skills. Mm. But also we can imagine like two person moving back two persons using one body together. Something. Okay, okay, okay. So there is actually another research going on the, the, in the another university and my our corporation. Okay. So like uh, imagine you have a robot arm and then we can also, so my, my ping, pong, ping pong project was one person is controlling two robots. Two arms. But the, uh, the opposite situation, two persons is controlling One arm. Together. And then what will be the benefit of this one now? Yeah. If you have two people in one... So, the first thing that comes to mind is... Um, and Do they have Power Rangers in Japan? It sounds like that. Or like, you know, one person's the arm, yeah. one's the leg, yeah. and they come together. Yeah. But, but to you, what will be the benefit of having two people controlling one robot? Yeah. That is a, actually it's a many interesting research going on those kind of co-embodiment. They, co they say, they say like this is co-embodiment, CO embodiment, it. and the collaborative, collaborative embodiment. Okay. And then the, there are several benefits. The one is actually by doing some collaboration and integrating two person movement into one person, the movement noise, movement noise of their muscle movement or body movement is actually alleviate it. I mean, get better noise, less noise movement because of this uh, abridged movement. Okay. Yeah. So that's okay. In terms of the simple movement, we can get like a more smoother movement. Okay. Also, another way is actually we can also transfer the skill to one person to the another person by having sharing the body. Okay. So imagine you have some one very skillful surgeon. surgeon yeah, yeah. And then one is a knife surgeon, right? and then okay. two guy is doing the surgery together with having using same hand, same arm. Ah, so that gets very specialized. Like you're no longer just a specialized surgeon. You could have somebody who specializes in maybe um, sewing up 
while the other person yeah. specializes in making like the smallest cuts and incisions to remove tumors and yeah. things of that yeah. nature. Interesting. So, do you think there is a limitation of like there's too many people on one robot? Or do you think like I guess it depends mm-hmm. on how complex yeah. the task is. I think that is a that is a important creation of the, those kind of core embodiment, also multiple embodiment, core embodiment, both yeah. those cases. Um, that is uh, also uh, related to my uh, relation uh, research. Is it's can we attribute can we attribute those motion to myself? Can we still see? Can we still feel like this is yourself? Like I'm actually in control yeah. of some sort. Yeah. So can we still feel like this is as I say, sense of agency? It yeah. is a feeling of feeling. Of, I am doing the, this action. Yeah. Because if we have a super multiple person, well, ten hundred, one hundred person controlling right. one, one hour point. <laughs> imagine. And then, a lot. <laughs> then actually, actually, no one can feel. Like, oh, I am controlling my motion. Right. It loses because the it's sense. the sense of agency gone. Yeah. We don't. Nobody can feel. Like, oh, this is my motion. This is actually very bad because then, then, the, without any sense of agency, the feeling of control. We don't feel any responsibility for that. Right. Also, we don't get any learning effect from those kind of actions. So I wonder what's the nice balance. Like, um, I was having a conversation with somebody and they were talking about the robot arms. And let's say you have a robot arm that has one joint, a claw that grabs. Mm -hmm. And then maybe the robot arm is on wheels, so it's moving around. Mm Mm-hmm. So, okay, if you have three people, one has the joints, one has the claw, one has the wheels. Sure, that seems very beneficial because you each have like a very specific task. Mm-hmm. But then I started thinking like, okay, what and then what if you have 20 people? So you have like four wheels and one person controls each wheel yeah, yeah. and then it starts getting kind of clumsy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, there's like a nice balance. But so I guess it's more so about each person has to control maybe an entire movement more so than having a movement shared among people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a better way of yeah, um, thinking about it. I think that's, so there are a few of the way of thinking. So I think that at least for instance, like a body movement, it's very, very coordinated, honestly. So yeah. honestly, so dividing each joint movement is actually end up to very difficult. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, uh, for instance, if we want to, uh, how to say, dividing those movement into the march person, we can also make it, how to say, uh, making very integrated and also synergy way of the each individual movement. Mm-hmm. It means like, uh, uh, each person should have a sense of the actual movement. Mm-hmm. That is, I think, one point. So, because even, for instance, imagine you have a movement, one, one joint in, in wrist, okay. elbow, or something, for instance, and imagine like each person doing, the, you know, knob or something, controlling something. Yeah. Joint. It's actually <laughs> no embodiment, right? So, yeah. it's not, yeah. there are no sense of the embodiment. You're so, just turning a little stick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. I think that keeping some kind of the, how the holistic structure of body movement yeah. is important. And then uh, balancing sense of agency is kind of the uh, in- interesting question. Mm. So I think so far, I think that for instance, uh, three or four person controlling one body, it's kind of okay. I feel I, I saw several research paper that's uh, four person is 
controlling one body and still having sense of relationship. It's okay. okay. But uh, also, this is the trick of the sense of agency. Okay. Because sense of agency is very subjective feeling. So, yeah. So then how do you integrate that into science? Yeah. That's a, that's <laughs> a good question. Because sense of agency is an integrate uh, feeling, subjective feeling. So yeah. The main research is actually in uh, reveals that like, if the human's intention, the human goal, also the some kind of interaction outcome is mm. much, uh, how to say, um, is consistent in the human intention and outcome. Okay. Many person feels, oh, this is my action. Okay. Nice. Even it's actually automated initiated. Really? Automat- automated helps. Okay, so, kind of sounds like an illusion. Yeah, that's, that's kind of an illusion. So it's many things happening on those kind of things. So, okay, it's a uh, it's a uh, back to some like interface these uh, interface questions. Yeah, uh, interface story, but uh, because for instance we have uh, some like uh, the intention to doing something, the yeah, robot yeah. arm for instance, and then yeah, yeah. we can also for instance imagine like a robot arm system and the computer is estimate the human uh, human intention. And they automatically move their body movement, uh, robot arm. Right. Actually, it's uh, even in the ignoring the human in, human actions. So it's just it's it's almost like how when you're writing an email and it's like, oh, do you think you want this? Yes. And you hit tab and it yes. just fills yeah. it out for you. Yeah, but physically now, yeah. not just your letters. Yes. Ah. But that's, still, that's far. Okay. Yeah. But still, we hear like, oh, this is my action. I yeah. Feel. Yeah. And then this is actually happened in parallel gameplay. Honestly, ah, I didn't tell you about ah, this story. The back to the parallel ping pong story. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you might see like in Seagraph Asia, we show like a ping pong is going on two tables. Yeah, and yeah. And then one person is doing like a the moving their hand, and then they feel like oh, I am controlling two robots at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But in actual, actually, actual processing. We also provide automatic movement. So the, prediction. Right, exactly. big base, based on the prediction of the ball movement. And then we in, we actually inject many automation into the action of the robot arm. Got it. Okay. But still, the this kind of robot arm movement is very consistent with human intention because human uh, the player want to hit the ball. Mm-hmm. So as long as that, those kind of relationship is very hard to say. A consistent, yeah, yeah, yeah. The participant, I uh, mean, many people personally feel like, oh, this is my action. Like, that's me. That's me. Nice. So now I kind of want to take a small turn, and I actually want to get your point of view if you have one of this. So because you're very big on like human computer integration and interfaces, what is your thought on Neuralink? What do you think of that? Do you think that's going to be a good? Hmm. Outcome of computer science integrating to humans, or I think uh, as a as a science point of view, I'm very very excited about this. Yeah, I'm super excited about like uh, those neural link, um, embedding <laughs> neural um, neural devices into the brain. Yeah, yeah. in scientific way, I'm very interested. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, from scientific point of view, mm. for instance. The sense of agency, what I just talking about, mm. the feeling of I am doing this. Yes. This is actually very, very interesting phenomena, and this is a very interesting subject feeling, but mm. still unknown the 
actual our brain uh, function. Okay. So, um, real quick to give a background for people, Neuralink is a device that's being made under the I, I don't want to say supervising, but it's under Elon Musk's umbrella of tasks, <laughs> and it's essentially like an implant. Uh, inside of the brain that I'm still not for sure, but I think it has some kind of neural connectivity of this computer to the human brain, yeah. allowing stuff to happen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, continue. Yeah. So like, uh, because uh, like a kind of those kinds, of how, for instance, like the research question, the scientific research question, how those kind of subjective feeling is happening in our brain. Mm-hmm. Very not so much. The many person especially for especially for the, the um, conscious research uh, neuroscience person is trying to unveil those kind of mechanisms, but still not going on. Right, yes. right. So like, if we can understand the neural mechanism of the sense of agency or other subjective feeling, mm-hmm. we can create, we can leverage those kinds of mechanisms into the product or something like that. I mean, two virtual reality, for instance. Two. Yeah, that'd be really cool. But it's it's providing a very, it's actually providing a very um, deeply ethic pro- project program a pro- a program, because the hacking sense of agency is actually a huge um, impact. For so the hacking society. the sense of agency. Sense. What do you mean by hacking? Sense? Hacking sense of agency. For instance, sense of agency is a feeling of the, I am doing this action. Right. Well, I did. This action, some, some kind of this. Okay. Then, in this action, because it's always having some action, it's connected to the responsibility. Okay. Yeah. So imagine. So this is a kind of dystopian story, for instance. Go for it. Um, if you are driving the autonomous driving car. Okay. Right. Then, but still, the driving car is not completely autonomous. So people have to recently have to. Take some like uh, like readjusting and things. Same, yes, yes, same. sitting, just sitting, and they also have to hold the wheel for you. Yeah, yeah. So you right? swear. Yeah, yeah. Points, <laughs> and then something happened. In the action happened. Okay. Yeah. Then even it's automated driver drive driving car, and then action happens. So all the causality and all of you know, responsibility should be going to the autonomous driving system. Right? I see where this is going. Yeah, okay. So because of the automats. So yeah, people is not doing like, anything. Like I trusted you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if the part if the user doesn't did anything, the action, people will not have any responsibility for the action. But if the interesting some, yeah, but if something like a sense of agency was hacked, yeah and then people misattribute those kinds of even to myself. It mm. means that some action happens, and then like science of agency was hacked. And they, oh, I'm sorry, I I made this action. Interesting. And in this case, like uh, those kinds of action, uh, co- you know, coincidence. I mean, those kinds of uh, um, the responsibility will go into the person, even if it was a machine yes. failure. Yeah. yeah. So, but don't they kind of do that with airplanes because they're in like autopilot. But even if there is a autopilot failure, the pilot still has to control the yeah, plane. Yeah, 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 it's still his responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just can't be 100%. Yeah. Okay. That is actually the, how they design the autonomous pilot system for the airplane. Right? Mm. So, but uh, I don't think like those kind of air, 
airplane case will be introduced to the, the autonomous driving car because that's a huge, <laughs> huge, huge responsibility, right? It is. It so is. as a kind of the consumer product, so <laughs> I don't think that they will provide, they will design that way. That's true. Like yeah. not everybody can be a pilot, but yeah. almost everybody can. Yeah, maybe pilot. maybe that's just the usual user. Oh, just like take me home to the home and yes. then just, yeah, just get to something. <laughs> take me to work, take me to a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's okay. So you said from a research perspective, you... It, it's very interesting, and I agree. But then from another perspective, there could be clearly a bunch of issues of things like that going on. Yeah. So then the follow-up question to that is, do you think Neuralink is going to be beneficial to society? I think it's beneficial in terms of understanding the mechanism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that could be beneficial. Nice, yeah, nice, yeah. nice. But also, we have to carefully understand the mechanism and also ethics as well. The ethics behind yeah. it. So ethics around which part, like for instance, sense of agency. So you can, for instance, yeah. like, we can also point if we understand the sense of agency me- mechanism of sense of agency, mm-hmm. and also even we, if we understand how we intervene the brain to make fake sense of agency, for instance, we can also imagine like, because we have access into the neural connectivity in the brain. Okay. We can also imagine, like, in, how to say, intervening the human brain okay. and creating some kind of the fake sense of agency over the actions. It's okay. a, also, we can also imagine that kind of thing. Right? So okay. If we have some Neuralink. Nice, nice. Do you, would you get Neuralink? If it's safe. Yeah. <laughs> it's safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think for me, myself, uh, I, I don't know. As of now, no. Even even if it's safe and everything, I think just the idea. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just I just watch too many movies. But I think for me, I don't see myself getting Neuralink. Even if it was proven safe and it's helping people. Yeah. I think that's the first step towards cyberpunk. Kind yeah, of a world. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting question because like, a, um, my. Assumption. I mean, my prediction is actually um, how to say um, because Neuralink is super innovative, but yeah. also still very tiny portion of the brain, right? So okay. they cannot cover the all full structure of the brain. It's a kind of tiny, tiny portion of the brain. So it's yeah. not honestly, it's not uh, <laughs> far beyond to the completely creating sense field. Um, fake sense of aging or something. Yeah. But I think it, it's far beyond. But <coughs> sorry. Mm. once we have uh, devices inside the brain, people, usual people, will start to blame or some like kind of attribute some failure into the devices, I guess. That is actually the human computer integration happens mm. sometimes. It means, for instance, like a. <coughs> sorry. Imagine you have some human computer integrated system, yeah, also yeah, yeah, yeah. including some like a neural link. Yeah. And if we, we know, like, oh, I have some integration to the computer, something. Yeah. And then if I made some mistake, oh, I made some like a split uh, milk or something, I don't know. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then usually, oh, sorry, I made this mistake. But once we have some human computer integrated, oh, sorry, I think this is because of my computer disease. Oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah, that's I can see that actually being very bad. Yeah. 
and like you you could literally and unless we have a way to prove it you can shift the blame yeah on the i think i think that's, plant. that's that's what happened i guess i can see that yeah yeah, 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 yeah. because i but this is actually what I uh, I think like uh, two years ago we did some like experience with a uh, human computer integration system mm -hmm. and then with uh, electromagnetic stimulation. So yes. So uh, so maybe like electromagnetic stimulation is like uh, applying current into the muscle. Yeah. And then actuate the muscle itself by computer. Right. That's the idea. And then we did uh, some very interesting uh, test with uh, game. Yeah. So people are using left. Right, left hand and right hand. Okay. Left hand, right hand. And then the people have to answer like a, this is you know display game. Yeah. So very short the question. You have to choose uh, answer with right hand or left hand. Okay. And then sometimes left hand is correct answer and right hand correct answer. It's very simple. Okay. But also we can apply EMS to both hand. Okay. And it means. We can actuate the human's hand to answer the question without our voluntary action. So, I mean, okay, I can see that. I can see that. So, so in that experiment, were you guys testing? What was what was the yeah. test that you're trying to? Well, show? it's actually like a very cognitive demanding task. We have to choose task like answer. Yeah, and then touch it. Tap, tap, tap it. Okay, and then after that. I will also we also ask like, do you think this is your action or not? Huh? Yeah. What, what was the result? I'm yeah, curious. That, yeah, I'm yeah. curious. <laughs> and then that is the point. Then, then of course, uh, if so, we can also actually create an interesting matrix. That's because like, I am human. It's moving right hand. Yeah. EMS moving left hand. Okay. That, oh, okay. I see that. that okay. Yeah. So it's a congruent situation. Yeah, actually, incongruent situation. Okay. Pupils moving right hand, EMS moving right left hand. It's incongruent. Got it. In this incongruent situation, incongruent situation, pupils uh, clearly feel like a sense of agency or not. It, it's uh, I mean they can distinguish differences very clearly. Right. Oh, this is my action. Well, this is not my action. I this, went left. I got stimulated. Yeah. Right. It's got very it. clearly. Yeah. Usually understand what is the difference. Okay. But if person is tapping right hand, also EMS applying into right hand same time. Yeah. It's like a, almost like a human intention and EMS intention is the same. Right. Okay. And we are actually we can actually apply many timing of EMS. Sometimes EMS is very fast. Mm -hmm. Sometimes EMS is very slow. Mm -hmm. Then in this case we can create some curve between amongst the, sorry, it's very a bit hard to Say in the only word, but I imagine you have a graph, yeah. and then left is a very super fast EMS, and the light is a very slow EMS. Okay, so like and the then speed, speed of actuation. Okay. And also the vertical is like a sense of agency. How do you figure this is your action or not? Okay. Then, if it's fast, super speed of EMS, mm -hmm. we apply. We don't feel like this is my action because too much, too too fast. Yeah, it's faster than human reaction. Yeah, it's too much fast. Yeah. And if we apply EMS very slow, of course, that we can touch the by myself. So we have a main full sense of agency. Right. The creation is in the mid between, in the middle of the those kind of two points. So it's kind of like a bell curve? It's actually, uh, how to say, sigmoid curve. Uh, so it's a starting with a zero agency. Okay. And then gradually, the sense of agency is up 
uh, graduate up to the maximum agency, along with the EMS is, you know, uh, gradually delayed. And the quick, then, the, the, what I want to say is actually, then we can also create some agency uh, curve, agency mm -hmm. uh, profile. But interestingly, interestingly, in this task, we, we can also see like a OK or energy feedback. So you, okay. your action was correct or your action was incorrect. Yeah. We get information, visual feedback. Incorrect as in like answering the question or knowing that it was me or the EMS? It's actually only for the question. So it's me like, for instance, you, you see like in screen, yeah. on the screen, you see like, a, let's say like a one plus four, one plus five or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it like a number six or seven or something? It's yeah, yeah, simple, yeah, yeah. but I, there's something like a, oh six or seven. Then we get like a, oh people something like a yeah, okay yeah, energy yeah. Uh, feedback. Okay. And then so then after that we ask some how do you feel that this is your action? Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So this is point is like a, after getting feedback. Yeah. We ask answer the sense of agency. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in this task. Because human also, because of that, we can apply both hands. Sometimes human success, also EMS applying success hand, or human mistake, yeah. also EMS also applying EMS uh, into the mistake hand. Okay. In this case, if person success in the task, sense of agency is a bit higher than I the task was. And I'm assuming the opposite. Of when they get it wrong, oh, it wasn't me, it was the EMS. Yes. Ah, okay, so, now, now so, I see the correlation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is, I can see the fear of people having some kind of technological computer implant, and then it wasn't me when I do something wrong, yeah. but it was me when yeah. I do something right. Yeah. I can see that being an issue. Yeah. I get that. I get it. Yeah. Okay, that was actually very clearly demonstrated thank you yeah that was awesome, <laughs> that, was, that was awesome actually sorry, sorry sorry i knew many times to be you know. no that, that, was, that was good that was good all right so now let's let's come to the end of our podcast then and at the end of the podcast as many people know i like to ask all of the people that I interview the same question and the question is is this so with human mankind as we're pushing forward going through time what is one thing that you are hoping for to happen or to see or anything in the future? Yeah, thank you. That yeah. is actually a very good question. Yeah. And also, like, uh, coming back to my original uh, thing about the human uh, research tema myself, okay. I say, I say, like, my research tema is cybernetic humanity. Okay. And then my, I think like my ultimate goal with the technology is expanding humanity. Expanding humanity. humanity. And especially for expanding uh, subjectivity of the human. Mm. It means like how we feel myself with subjectivity. Then I think like the ultimate goal of the technology and focus is like, a, uh, sorry, how do you say Expanding sense of agency or expanding subjectivity myself is actually expanding the possibility of the technology, I guess. Okay, okay. Uh, so that is actually kind of symbiotic relationship between technology and also subjectivity. 
So a bit long story, sorry, but I I try to make it short. Okay. But um, this is also related to the ASIC problem, ASIC uh, issues, because so for instance, when we think about uh, those kind of uh, technology issues for the ASIC or something, mm. because the always always new technology is how to say uh, providing some issues for subjectivity. Because, uh, for instance, like uh, some mm. kind of uh, failure is not me, and then success is me, something like this. Yeah. And this is then okay. Then, if you want to regulate the technology to keep subjectivity, right? So it's mm. made a balance. So if you want to keep original subjectivity, original humanity as it is own, yes, we have to only we we only choice is actually limiting the technology, because technology is expanding. Yeah. Always expanding possibilities, but uh, if the humanity is rigid and non-changed at all, only way to keeping subject uh, human humanity is just keeping technology constrained. So constrained, as in people don't have access to the yeah, technologies, like and then yeah. okay, so there has to be some kind of like limit of how yeah. far you can yeah. get. It. And also, like it's kind of huge bottleneck of the technology advancement. Okay. But if we can provide like a more like freedom and also very controlled and very understand, but also expanding humanity, yeah, we can also encourage and also accept the technology advancement. Yeah, and then then technology advancement will provide new possibilities of humanity, and the humanity will expand. And the expand humanity is actually accepting new technology. So it's actually you know. Yeah, it's like a very like back and forth yeah. kind of a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's an interesting thought. I, I do hope that humanity is intelligent enough to use technology yeah. for good. Yes. And that's... not for any devious and bad yeah, things. Yeah, that's so, a, yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. Yeah, that is that's a pretty big one. But I'm going to just be optimistic and hopefully humans can take this new computer tech and do more good than bad. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the point. point. Yeah. So great. Then again soon. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. That was really <laughs> good. And I feel like that was very informative. I really yeah. like that example at thank, the end. Thank you for inviting me. So before we end, is there anything you would like to say about like your lab? If people want to get in contact with you, is there anything that you would just like to tell the world about the anything? Yeah. I mean, I think like, uh, um, I think right now that it's very interesting chance or time to think about humanity with technology. Okay. So of course I'm working on the very technology side, but also I want to tap into the very how we can expand our humanity. So if you have any question or some like idea or collaboration or some discussion, please contact me. I don't know how to do that. Okay. <laughs> so, Could they find you on like? LinkedIn or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, so or? you can also uh, the Google <laughs> me the Shunichi Kazahara. Okay, I'll put Sony. your information on yeah. the description. So you as can well. also get uh, some information on the podcast. Awesome. You know, URL or something. And okay. Contact me. Okay, I'll make sure to have all that in the description so people can reach Thank out you. to you and things like that. All right, then again, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was the end of an episode of the Stell Ingenuity Podcast. 
Hope you learned something new and innovative and were left inspired to go create and invent new ideas for the betterment of society. Make sure to follow and subscribe to the Estelle Ingenuity Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for more stories and experiences from people in the field and to hear about new up-and-coming technology. Thank you for listening and see you in the next podcast episode.